Hi, it's Candy O'Terry. Thank you so much for listening to the story behind her success. You know, my mission is to inspire you every week with another story of a woman who's doing great things with her life. And the good news is, even with COVID-19 restrictions, we're making these interviews happen, and it hasn't been easy. You know, in a perfect world, I'd be recording in a studio where the sound is just right. And at the height of the pandemic, Zoom interviews became my go-to. I'm glad that's over with now. Because restrictions here in the Massachusetts area are opening up just a little bit, and I'm able to invite women into my home where I can set up my remote equipment and we can maintain social distancing. We can have a cup of tea together. You know, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do, right? I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest. We met about 14 years ago, and I had the chance to interview her for a show that I used to do called Exceptional Women back in 2006. It was at its center, the story of the love that she had for her niece, Kendra, who was only 12 at the time, and she was kind of going through a rough patch. She had drawn a picture of a dog named Trouble, and that's where the story started. But it sure has been a journey. Trouble the dog is now the star of three children's books, and he's also a soft, very easy to pet and huggable plush toy that has literally brought love to people young and old when they need it the most. What a story, right? But what does it take to breathe life into an idea like this, to make Kendra's idea come to life? Well, to create a children's book series and to bring joy to so many people with your story, well, I just had to find out what was going on in her life. Her name is Sheila Duncan, and this is her story. Sheila, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Candy. This is such a pleasure. I'm so happy to have you right here in my living room. Isn't this nice and cozy? It's awesome. Tell me how Trouble the Dog was born. Trouble the Dog was born one winter's night in 2006. My niece, Kendra, was at my home. She had experienced a number of family cancer losses. She lost her grandmother, her nanny, who was my mother. Her dad, our family dog, Irish, who was a golden retriever at the time. All in a row. Boom, boom, boom. She was then at my home. She was just sitting at the coffee table doodling, and a telethon came on television featuring children with cancer. She looked up, and she said, and I will never forget it, I've got to help those kids, and she instantly drew a little dog. She then went on my computer. She came back momentarily, and she said, his name's going to be Trouble, and he's going to help kids, and that's exactly what happened, a divinely inspired moment to be sure. You know, we all have aha moments in our lives. And I'm thinking that at that moment, you jumped on with Kendra and decided you were going to make this thing happen. It took me a few minutes to absorb the magnetism of this little drawing. But once I did, yes, I was on board 100%. And it was like there was a big foot in my back propelling me forward. I just had to keep going. Let's start with the message of the first book. It's called Here's Trouble. Here's Trouble is all about a puppy who was abandoned, who was rescued by a nanny, and he in turn rescues other puppies to pay it forward. And the message is basically when trouble comes, you're never alone. And that is true to this day. Early on, you had to find believers in the magic of trouble the dog. And I remember when we first interviewed one another, 
and we were telling the story, there were moments when you were frustrated because you had so much to say to the world with Trouble the Dog. You decided to create Trouble so that children could hold him and hug him. And sitting right next to me, and we'll show you some pictures, is this beautiful, plush, huggable Trouble the Dog. Tell me what inspired you to actually bring him to life in that way. Well, I could see how children reacted to our coloring book. We had little medallions made up that said, Trouble says be tough on the front, with his trouble, there's hope on the back. And I could see that children were mesmerized by this character. So I had a strong belief in the magic of Trouble the Dog. I was connected to a toy manufacturer by the name of Jack Schilling by a neighbor of mine. And he said, I don't want to have anything to do with a dog named Trouble. I said, can you give me 10 minutes? And 10 minutes later, we had a meeting and he looked up and I'll never forget it. He said, I really think you've got something here and you need a children's book and you need a plush dog. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. How am I going to make that happen? And we did. And you did. But let's let's back up just a little bit. It's not like you didn't have anything else going on in your life at the time. You know, give it to a busy woman. And I listened to the kids. I followed my intuition and I listened to what the kids were telling me. And way back before we even had a plush dog and we just had these little medallions, kids would say, I rub this medallion and it makes me feel better. And now they're saying the same thing about this plush animal. So there's definitely a soul. There's a magic to trouble the dog. Designing the dog, his expression, the fabric that you decided to use, finding a manufacturer, your commitment to Made in the USA. Tell us that story. It was a long, difficult journey. And initially, we had trouble made overseas. And then we made the decision, which I did not realize how difficult it was going to be, to have him made here in America. And it was six months, all day, every day, finding someone who would listen to me. And finally, I knew I couldn't give up. I really got my Irish up and I said, you know, there's no reason why this can't be. I had people say to me, I won't meet with you. You can't afford to have me make your product. And finally, I found a woman in Phoenix who believes not only in me, but more importantly, she believes in trouble. And together we sat down and figured out a way to make it happen. And we've been together ever since. Tell me what it was like for you and for Kendra to hold trouble for the first time. It was really amazing because when I look at the face of this dog that Kendra drew, he's a series of circles and he really draws people, including me, in. There's just something very enchanting about this pup. You know, you handed me this beautiful trouble. You handed me trouble. I love it when I say it like that. And I can't stop petting him. And there's something about him that just makes me want to do that. So let's get into what it does for children. You started to bring the book and Trouble, the plush dog, into hospitals to comfort sick children. Tell me what happens when a child hears the story and holds and pets the dog. Well, probably the best example I can give you is that most of the children who have trouble hug him immediately. They tell me that when they hug him, he wags his tail. They tell me that he makes them feel better right away. So we started bringing him to hospitals. And since that time, he helps kids who are bullied or who are anxious or who have night terrors. The best story I can tell you is about a little boy named Darius who was adopted from foster care. 
He's my little superhero. He's eight years old. He was given trouble while he was in foster care as a coping mechanism. And to make a long story short, he received such comfort from trouble. He reads Trouble's books every single night that he's made it his mission to get troubled dogs to as many children in foster care as he possibly can. And to date, he has about 150 troubled dogs going to children who are in foster care. We have a picture of Darius, and we'll definitely post it so people can see him. You've also taken Trouble to some very dark moments. And by the way, Trouble's a Boston story, so we're very proud of you and Trouble and the entire franchise. You went to the Newtown shootings. We did. Talk to me about what it was like for those families and those children after the Newtown shootings. We brought hundreds of troubled dogs down to Newtown, and what we did was we organized an event. I think at that point, maybe there were 100 people at that particular event, and we delivered 100 troubled dogs, books of hope, and also troubled dog houses. We had an actor read the book. I explained how Trouble came to be. I explained that a little girl had designed Trouble from her pure heart. She wanted to help other kids. And we allowed each child to, of course, keep the house, the dog, and the book, and also color the house at this event. And what will stick with me forever is the fact that as the children were coloring, I walked around the room, and independent of each other, They were writing, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I said, who are you writing that to? Trouble the dog. And then I received emails from their parents telling me they could hear their children talking to trouble when they wouldn't talk to their parents. And each of the children who were at this event had been directly affected by this tragedy. So I keep talking about magic and the fact that trouble, we call him an angel in disguise because that's exactly what's happening. You also sent dogs to the Haiti earthquake. We did, and we've got wonderful pictures of the children there. These kids who had nothing. Trouble just fits right in. He comforts kids. When you pick him up, he flings his paws back, which had nothing to do with us. It just happened, into a hug. And kids tell me the minute they hug Trouble that he makes them feel better. They tell me he has an energy and they can feel it, and I believe them. In fact, the tag reads, once upon a time, childhood was simple. Today, it's tough to be a kid sometimes. Trouble the Dog teaches children about resilience. He has an amazing energy, and kids can feel, and helps them hope, believe, and dream. Trouble helps kids with their troubles, big or small. One hug, and you'll see. And there's a little heart. Trouble the Dog. You know, I think that all of us in Boston who lived through the Boston Marathon bombings can still, on a moment's notice, get emotional about it. Sometimes we forget how much a situation like that affects the children in a city. And I know that you were out there with trouble right after the Boston Marathon bombings. We delivered a number of trouble and we just never talked about it because trouble allows kids to open up about their emotions There certainly were a lot of emotions after that terrible, terrible day. Let's talk a little bit about book number two, Where There's Trouble, There's Hope. What's the message of that book? The message of that book is that there's always hope, no matter what the circumstance is. And hope is a little homeless puppy, as trouble was, and that you can turn your life around. Hope is pretty magical also. 
And she features quite strongly in our new book because she helps trouble out a little bit too. He helped her and now she's helping him. The new book includes a character named Clarence. This is book number three. Talk about that. Book number three, which basically is just about to launch, is a story I worked on with my niece, Kendra. And Kendra said, you know, trouble always helps everyone. I think it's time for trouble to let people know that he needed a little bit of help too. And so we wrote a story and the name of it is Troubles in Trouble, because he is. And trouble has a little, uh, you could call him a little spark of light, a little sidekick. We call him an orb with an edge, and his name is Clarence. And he lands on Trouble's nose, and he has a very deep, like a broadcaster's voice. And he sort of uh, tries to send Trouble in the right direction, and he's not always successful. So that's what this story is about. And someone who read the book for me said, you know, this makes Trouble seem even more human. You just mentioned Kendra, and I'd like to give a little time to chat with you about her. Tell me about your niece and this incredible bond that the two of you have. Kendra and I call each other soul sisters. We are very similar, empathetic people. And Kendra is very, very pure of heart, more so than I even. And she has always wanted to help. And I think the thing that's so interesting about this whole Trouble the Dog concept that she drew initially is the fact that she did it because she wanted to help. And when you look at little Darius, he's doing the same thing, which makes him unique, I believe, as a children's character, as he not only makes kids smile and laugh, but he also inspires them to help other kids. You've been driven to bring trouble to the world. Tell me a little bit about where does that determination come from? Well, my father was an entrepreneur, and my niece Kendra is named for him, actually. His name was Kenny Duncan, and he owned a bar and a restaurant. And I think a little bit comes from him. I think a little bit comes from my mother, who was featured in our book, actually, as Nani, who was a spunky little Irish woman. And I think it was the work ethic I was brought up with, that you get up in the morning, you do the best you can, you tell people the truth, and you feel good about putting your head on the pillow at night. What are the key ingredients, do you think, to being a successful entrepreneur? Because you may be a children's book author, but boy, I look at this whole thing and you're in business. This is a business right now. What are the keys to being successful? The keys to being successful for me are to believe in what you're doing, to treat it not as a job, but as more of a passion and to never, ever, ever give up. What do you wish you knew when you first got started? on this journey back in 2006? I wish I knew how long and arduous it was going to be, but I also wish that I knew that there was always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. There was always going to be someone that was a believer and a helper to look for the light. Did you ever think, (laughs) I'm going back to when you and I first met 14 years ago, that this dog and this idea that makes people feel better would become your entire life's mission. I think I did. I think I knew that, remember, I came from the travel business and the restaurant business, and I knew nothing about children's books or children's characters or the entertainment industry or anything. And I knew that it was meant to be. I knew that this is much bigger, much more powerful than I could ever think of being. 
you talk about the travel industry, you talk about the restaurant industry, but again, you're an entrepreneur. What did you take from your previous lives and add to this latest venture? I think that I am very fortunate. I've always been surrounded by good people. And right now I work with, I call them a dream team. They have been such a huge help to me. You know, Carrie Schluter, Melanie Fleming, Sue Byers. They've always believed in me. I think that that's what's happened is that from each business I've been involved in, you can't do it alone. You have to be surrounded by really good people you can trust. The website is called TroubleTheDog.net. And that's how you find out more about Trouble the Dog. If you want to order Trouble the Dog or if you want to find out more about these three books, the third one, which is just about to be published. What is next for Trouble? I think what's next for Trouble, listening to the children, is that Trouble needs to be a cartoon. We have had people interested. They've not been the right match. We have made up our minds that Trouble needs to be a cartoon because he needs to be in hospitals and shelters, and he needs to be in kids' living rooms to allow them to open up, to allow them to laugh, to allow them to connect with their families. I know for sure he's a very viable concept that's just about ready to take off. We talk about children who are comforted by Trouble the Dog, but also you've brought this dog to veterans, you've brought this dog to nursing homes. How do adults react? Well, I'll give you a good example, which is timely. We brought Trouble to Walter Reed, and we brought him in honor of a veteran who was severely injured. And on the way in, the woman whose nephew actually was this veteran, I think we had, I can't remember, we had hundreds of trouble dogs for these guys. Life-changing day. And when we went in, this woman said, oh, I don't know how these men will react. Well, let me tell you, they were thrilled. They were thrilled with the fact that the dog was different, that he was gray, he wasn't pink or blue that he could be a boy or a girl, and that he would allow them to not only be comforted themselves, but also allow them to comfort their kids. It was a life-changing day for me. I believe, Sheila, that adversity is a really great teacher. And this has not been an easy path. Far too often, though, especially later in life, we give up and we walk away. How did you stop doing that? I stopped doing that because I would get a message from a child and the child would say, could you please give trouble to Freddie, who's in my classroom, who's in a wheelchair, because trouble makes me feel better. It's a powerful message coming from a child who wants to comfort another child. We call it almost like a trouble revolution, is that kids are really so wonderful and wanting to help other kids. And how can you give up on something like that? What's the best piece of advice you've ever received in your life, whether it be personal or professional, and can you pass that along to someone who's listening here today? The best piece of advice I ever got, and I didn't listen to it at the time, was to thine own self be true. And I listen now because I really pay attention to my intuition. In the end, my intuition is what's got me to this point. We are at a wonderful tipping point right now for Trouble the Dog. It's so funny you should mention intuition. Trust your intuition is one of my 16 life lessons. And I think all too often 
we just ignore that little voice in our head. And the older I get, the more I recognize that's the voice I need to listen to. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it? We've had so many obstacles, made in America being one of the biggest ones. I think that you just have to consider it a challenge, which is what I did, and figure out a way to rise above it and go right over it. When I think about how far we've come, how many people we've met, how many lives we've touched, it's really almost overwhelming for me. I believe that we see our lives in chapters. And if I had asked you this question when you and I first met back in 2006, and by the way, I'm very proud to be your friend, and I'm so proud of how far you've come with Trouble the Dog. If I'd asked you this question in 2006, I guarantee you, Sheila, you would have a different answer. Right now, from where you sit, what does success mean to you? Success to me means knowing for sure there are children everywhere who have a best forever friend in this little character named Trouble the Dog who not only makes them feel better, but enchants them and makes them smile. That to me is success. I want to say thank you so much for joining us today on the story behind her success. Sheila Duncan, who's the co-author of Trouble the Dog, co-creator, I guess we could call it, of the Trouble the Dog concept. How do you describe that? I don't know. It's magical even to me, and I can't thank you enough for having me. This has been great. TroubleTheDog.net is where you go if you'd like to purchase Trouble for one of the people in your life or get the book, and I highly suggest it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Candy. And that's the story behind her success for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a suggestion for a woman I should interview, I'd love to hear all about her. This podcasting thing is all about downloads and rates and reviews, so please say something nice and tell your friends about the show, too. Follow me at Candy O'Terry Official on Facebook and at Candy O'Terry on all other social platforms. Thank you for listening. I really am grateful. <laughs>